Now, for me, this next match is the best match I have seen this year in wrestling. I am the man. This is my yard now. Who wants to walk with Elias? Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Newspaper Podcast. I'm your host Daniel, how's everyone doing today? Hope you're all doing well, feeling a little bit better than I was for the last podcast that I did. Still got a bit of a sore throat, but we will ride on through. Oh, finished work a bit early today as it is so windy out there in the UK today. I'm sure our UK listeners will understand just how windy it is. Imagine cleaning windows in this. <laughs> but hey, let's crack right into it. So, Raw and SmackDown this week is done. It was, what, the fourth week before we've got WrestleMania? Fast, quick off the feet, quick off the heels of Fastlane. And probably the main thing for me coming out of it, it looks as though, it's not been confirmed, obviously, but it looks as though maybe Dean Ambrose has been written off WWE TV. Um, so basically what happened was he was the replacement for well Roman Reigns was meant to be facing Baron Corbin but they had a few changes that match after Drew McIntyre beat down Roman Reigns and um, clearly they're going to be going with Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania which is a much better choice than Corbin so Roman basically goes to the doctors blah 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 and Ambrose says it's Triple H he wants to fight McIntyre tonight so a match is made for the main event of Raw, Ambrose versus McIntyre. In that match, it is so unlike WWE to do this, especially this day and age. They did a spot where Dean Ambrose was basically stabbed by a pencil. <laughs> Obviously, you remember when um, Brian it was, he was, what was he, fired about eight years ago for choking someone with a tie. Um, I think in NXT or whatever, obviously that was off script. Oh, it was off script, but this was clearly not off script, but it is surprising the WWE with kids watching, are willing to do this with how strict they are with things like this. But yeah, so McIntyre, he stabs um, Ambrose with a pencil and then he Claymore kicks him once while his neck is like in the railings. And then as the show goes off air, Ambrose kicks him again. Now, <laughs> WWE are known for being a company who do brutal beatdowns and then have the people, the wrestlers, sorry, out there the next week, right as rain. Not sure if they're going to do that with this. It did seem as though they were writing Ambrose off TV. Obviously, the latest news is still, as I find it hard to believe myself, but this maybe starts to make me think maybe it is true after all that Dean Ambrose is still leaving WWE. That is the latest word on it. As of now, Ambrose is leaving WWE. Obviously, we've had all this before, so everyone's just paranoid possibly rightly so around wrestlemania season how many times have we been told brock lesnar is leaving wwe so we all assume that he's losing the title in the main event doesn't happen it never seems to happen and brock lesnar stays for another three months another three months he just works ufc works wwe so maybe maybe ambrose is doing this maybe he's playing AEW and wwe off maybe it's all a storyline but the latest information is that Ambrose is still leaving. Um, now, you could go one or two ways. Obviously, that's it. We want might not see Dean Ambrose again. Or you could play this into a story, perhaps, where Ambrose helps Roman defeat McIntyre at WrestleMania. You could have Rollins beat Lesnar. And then, at the end of the show, have Roman, Dean, and Seth stand tall. Or they could do their curtain call as shoot talk Martin so badly wants them to do. But... 
I'm not sure whether they'll do that, but that is the latest anyway. Dean Ambrose looks to be written off WWE TV. However, we will find out more, I'm sure, next Monday. Right, so speaking of Seth Rollins, we've got three baby faces in the big title matches at WrestleMania. We've got Becky Lynch, who's facing Charlotte and Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's title. We've got Seth Rollins, who challenges Brock Lesnar for the Universal title after winning both of Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins won the respective Royal Rumbles. And although it's not been announced, I think we all know they're going to eventually give Kofi the match. And it's going to be Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. Now, all three of these baby faces are not going to be going over at WrestleMania. I'd be very, in fact, I'd be extremely surprised if they did this. Vince is known as the type of booker who he won't want all three to win as it sort of takes the shine off maybe one of the others. I could be completely wrong, but I was listening to a podcast with Bruce Pritchard, who's now back on the WWE writing team recently, and he said that at WrestleMania 19, the plan was to make Brock huge. They wanted Brock to win that title against Kurt, therefore... Nobody else would win a title that night. He wanted everything to be about Brock on that night. So you had things like Booker T. Booker T lost to Triple H and everyone was fuming. That was never in the plans for Booker T to win. Um, I think did Matt Hardy defend the title against Rey Mysterio, the Cruiserweight title back then. So yes, no championships changed hands on that show except for Lesnar. So on this, I'd just be so surprised if they went with all three. Now, they might be wanting to really please the fans. Who knows? So, really, it's just picking. I think they're definitely going to do one. Obviously, if they did zero, there'd be a riot. But they're definitely going to be one of the three you're going to win. Maybe two and uh, as an outside chance three, but I can't see that. I and mean, for me, which ones are the right ones to win? If Kofi loses this match, he's pretty much... He pushes... Do you know what I mean? It's done, really. This is the moment. For me, the main one, that's Kofi Kingston has to win this match. And it's up in the air, in the fans' eyes, whether he will. Um, obviously, since the, the the reason why I'd say out of the three, Kofi's probably the hottest heading into WrestleMania. And that is mainly due to Becky Lynch and Seth won their respective matches to get into WrestleMania at what? January? And that's given WWE eight weeks or whatever it has been now to sort of, <laughs> to put it mildly, book them incorrectly and cause... They're just not as hot as they were before the Rumble. Do you know what I mean? Seth Rollins definitely isn't. Seth Rollins is just in the background of this Shield storyline. Um, it's completely overshadowed him. Seth and Brock haven't had any really. Do you know what I mean? Confrontations or anything since the night after the Rumble. They're going to be doing something next week. Hopefully, it's not a case of it being too late. But if you just think back to a year ago after his performance in that gauntlet match where he, he beat Roman, beat Cena, I think he lost to Elias. Think how hot Seth was after that performance. He was at WrestleMania, won the Intercontinental title in the opener. He was so over in that match. The next night on Raw, he was the guy, basically after the show, he was like, right, thanks everyone for coming to WrestleMania weekend, it's been great, blah, 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 blah. He basically got to close out the main shows of WrestleMania weekend as a lot of people go home before SmackDown. So, he was just think how over he was. He was, the promos on Raw last year, he was doing the ring, he was getting, he couldn't speak because he was getting cheered that highly. Fast forward to now, he's still over, but he's nowhere near the level that he was. So, for me... If I had to pick one person that won't win out of Lynch, Kingston and Rollins, it'd be Rollins. I've just got a feeling they might keep the belt on Lesnar. 
and maybe build towards Roman taking it off him at SummerSlam or something along those lines. Personally, I'm not sure if that's the right idea. You don't want to risk Roman potentially getting booed, but I don't think he would. I think people hate Brock that much at this moment in time. You've all been words again, by the way, if you hate Brock. But if you hate Brock, people hate Brock at this moment in time. I think Roman, if he takes the title off him, maybe at SummerSlam, maybe even build to next year's WrestleMania, then that might be the way to go. So I would be... I think out of the three, I'd say I think Lesnar has got the best chance of retaining. But you could go either way. Obviously, Becky... I think Becky's going to win. I think Becky's going to win. But I was saying, I said this a few times to people, the WrestleManias that I've been to, if you look at previous WrestleManias... Since WrestleMania, there's not really been that WrestleMania where you, everyone's badly wanted the babyface to win. They've badly wanted this babyface to win the title at WrestleMania. 31, we didn't have it. 32, we definitely didn't have it with Roman Triple H. 33, Brock versus Goldberg was the title match. 34, that was only a year ago, and I can't even remember. 34 was, it was Brock Roman, nobody cared. AJ Nakamura, two babyfaces, people just wanted the good match, which they didn't really get. So yeah, so it's going to be a welcome return to have at WrestleMania for an over babyface, kind of over babyfaces, challenging for the title. And my question I'm posing, which one is going to win? Maybe two, probably not three. So if you're listening to the show, tweet me, DM me. I want to hear who you think is going to be the ones who come out. Um, I might even put a poll out so we make this a little bit more interesting. So... Obviously, that was the main thing coming out of Raw. Smackdown, for me, obviously, they had a great Kofi Kingston segment at the end of the show with Vince. I thought that was really, really well done. Um, I'm not sure about this Gauntlet match next week. I think it five on one is a little bit... I think it maybe if he just had to overcome three, it could have worked a bit better. But, hey, um, but the best thing on Smackdown, <clears throat> AJ Styles, Randy Orton promo. You need to go. If you've not seen it, you've probably seen like parts of it on the internet, on Twitter or whatever, but you need to see this AJ Randy on segment. For me, one of my favourite in-ring promos WWE has done in recent memory. Um, you have Orton saying how much he's done over the years compared to AJ, who's getting a suntan with Dixie Carter in Florida whilst he was becoming the youngest world champion. That was a great line. You had AJ coming out who says to Orton that Orton wouldn't make it on the indies with his stupid pose, and he goes on to do his pose and stealing the diamond cutter. That wouldn't cut in the indies. And you get Orton who throws back him. Also, you can't steal stuff on the indies and does the two sweet poles. So, that was, that was maybe a shot at, obviously, New Japan, but also maybe a shot at the Young Bucks, which we got. I don't know if you heard this in the Kofi Kingston thing at the end where Vince basically referred to Big E and Xavier Woods is basically the young guys will do all the running, the young bucks that'll do all the running for the veteran. Don't know if that was maybe a shot at the young bucks and Cody Rhodes. Maybe we're thinking too much into it. But, yeah, so this AJ Orton segment, I really recommend that you go and check it out. It was for WWE. I don't know who wrote this, but whoever wrote it did a really, really good job. Um, so, yeah, so let's just we'll wrap up with WWE by just running through um, a couple of the matches for WrestleMania. Obviously, we've got Charlotte versus Becky versus Ronda. We're expecting Kofi, Bryan, Rollins, Lesnar, Kurt Angle's last match, Triple H versus Batista, No Holds Bod. So, there are five pretty much huge matches we're going to get at WrestleMania this year. So, that is 
I'm really, I'm not, the build's been, it could have been better, the build, but I think the card is possibly, maybe not match quality-wise, but in terms of big matches and matches who you want to know who's going to win, this has probably been the, the best WrestleMania card going into it that I've seen in recent years. I just wish, I just wish they'd add Ray versus Cian Almas or Andrade, whatever they want to call him now. They could have a killer match at WrestleMania, one for the purists, but it looks like they're going with this multi-man direction. We've Ray got the pin on Joe in a tag team match on SmackDown, so I think they're probably going to be doing... I don't know, I was saying this in the group chat before, I think they're going to be doing um, maybe Joe versus Truth versus Ray versus Almas, and they could always add Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens into that, maybe make it a six-man ladder match, something like that, but I much prefer just to see Ray versus Almas. Instead of putting the title on Joe, why didn't they just put it on Almas or on Ray and give us Ray Almas at WrestleMania? Do you know what I mean? They've seen what they can do in the ring. Not every match at WrestleMania has to be a first-time match. So, yeah, so if you listen to WWE, just add Ray versus Almas for us, although it might be a little bit... There's only three weeks until WrestleMania now, so maybe that is pushing it a bit. So, that's the WWE stuff finished with, and let's... Have a change of gears. Let's move across to New Japan Pro Wrestling. For those of you who don't know, it is the New Japan Cup. I suppose if you didn't know, then you're probably not listening to this as you're not interested in New Japan. But the New Japan Cup is underway now. Usually it's a 16-man tournament. This year it is 32-man tournament. Um, the winner usually gets a shot at either the IWGP heavyweight title, the Intercontinental title, one of their choosing. This year the winner gets a shot at the IWGP heavyweight title at Madison Square Gardens. So there's a lot there's a lot on the line in this tournament this year. Obviously all the big hitters are in it. Ibushi, Okada, Tanahashi, Ishii, Naito. Um they're all in the competition, so they're definitely not half arse in it this year. Uh, last year's tournament, I don't remember, it was when Zaber Saber Jr. ran through Naito, Tanahashi, Sonada can't think who the other one was, ran through that and then lost to Okada at the end of April, start of April show last year, that show's been scrapped this year by the way, to make way for Madison Square Gardens, but I've I've watched, obviously there's so many, they do it night by night and it's so hard to keep up with, especially with all the other stuff going on, Um, I've watched as many matches as I can, watched all of night one, Um, I really enjoyed night one, Um, it opened with Yoshihashi against Nakanishi, on hearing that match, I'm sure you're expecting that it wasn't a good match. But Nakanishi's diving all over the place. He dives over the top rope. He hits a cross body. Um, he jokes that he's going for a 450, which was a really funny spot. But yeah, this was a really good match. Um, a lot better than I expected. Uh, Yoshihashi won with a submission. Uh, we also had Honma, who's obviously recovering from one of the worst injuries you're going to get in wrestling. Um, against Taichi. Now Taichi. People shit on Taichi. I always hear bad stuff about Taichi. Everyone's like, oh, he's rubbish, he's rubbish. He has a really good match with Honma here, which is not going to be easy to do with how Honma is. Um, they, make, they probably really make you believe that Honma was going to win this match. Um, but in the end, Taichi makes him tap. I really enjoyed this match. Taichi, 
people knocking, but he had a really good match with Naito. Um, at the the shows, the New Beginning shows, one of the New Beginning shows. He had a really good match with Naito. Um, he had a good match with Honman. Um, now today. I'm skipping ahead a bit, but Zagay had a really great match with Ishii, so I think Taichi, he's not the best worker, but he does get, to me he's a bit like Baron Corbin, he gets a bit harshly treated from the online wrestling community, but yeah, Taichi wins this match, he progresses, next we had a great double main event, Juice Robinson versus Chase Owens. This match was great. Great match. One thing that ruined it a little bit was we had some American guy in the crowd trolling Juice at every chance that he got. He's shouting, what happened in WWE, Juice? Stuff like that. Um, at one point, Juice flipped him off. It's just stuff like that. You don't really need that, especially in New Japan. It's not heckling anywhere these days. There's no need to heckle wrestlers. They're out there killing themselves. But back to the match, this was another great match. Um, and surprisingly, Chase Owens picked up the win um, on Robinson, hit his finish. So yeah, so with this, I was thinking maybe, obviously, New Japan do stuff for a reason, and they're having Owens go over Juice Robinson. You'd think maybe MSG, they're going to give him a title shot at some point, you would think. Um, main event, now this match, Ishii versus Nagata. What an incredible match this was. It it might not be everyone's cup of tea if you like all the flippy shit. Well, not shit, but the flippy stuff might not be for you. But if you want a match where there's 20 minutes of two big, hard bastards chopping, punching, headbutting, slapping and suplexing each other, this match is for you. Ishii versus Nagar. Honestly, for fans, people who will listen to this maybe and aren't fans of New Japan, urge you go and check it out it is a great match a great match um it just i I just love matches like this i love matches like this um if you're a wwe fan listening who doesn't watch new japan um and you've seen a bit of walter in nxt uk maybe you don't watch that either um but ishi and the guy they're very similar to walter um just just hard man hitting each other great match ishi wins with his brain buster go and check this out now, this is where I start. Obviously, I had a big weekend this weekend at football, but um, night two I watched. Night two wasn't as good as night one. Night one, I'd recommend watching all four of the matches. Night two, we had Osprey defeating Bad Luck Fale in probably one of the more duller matches of Osprey's career. Um, you had Lance Archer progressing. He beat Toa Hanare. So, Archer and Osprey will meet on Thursday, which is now tomorrow at the time of recording. It was two matches that weren't great. Osprey, obviously, he's never going to give you a bad match, but I hate the Bullet Club interference. I really do hate the Bullet Club interference, but I suppose that's what they're there to do. Uh, main event's worth checking out, actually. Um, Okada against Michael Elgin. They have, they always have good matches, the ones that I've seen. This was a typical Okada match. First 15 minutes were fine. Then the last 5 to 10 minutes, they're just going all out, kicking out of everything you could imagine. Great transitions. Probably worth watching this match. Um, so, yeah, so out the first two nights, if you like cut short for time, just watch Robinson, Owens, Ishii Nagata, and Okada against Elgin. Definitely watch those. Um... Night three, we had, um, I can't even think what opened the show, um, but anyway, <laughs> off the top of my head, Tanahashi defeated Showa Yumina, um, Takahashi, Takahashi won on that, Tanahashi wins uh, by making Showa submit to the Cloverleaf, Showa had the Cloverleaf on Tanahashi quite a few times in the match, 
well, twice in the match, I think. Um, but yeah, this was another really good outing for Shoulder. Um, he's so good. The guy is going to be. It's going to be an upper mid-card of main eventer for New Japan one day, definitely, unless something goes wrong. He always impresses me whenever I see him, obviously, in his tag team, but he had a great singles match with uh, Sabre Jr. on the night one of the Honor Rising show, so this match wasn't as good as that, but obviously he's not going to get as much on Tanahashi as on Sabre, but if you have time, definitely check out that Zack Sabre match against Shota Yumina. Um, we also have on this night Evil against Sabre. These two always have good matches together. Um, I wouldn't say they have great matches, but they're always very good. Um, this was no different. Um, it was definitely on a par with a match at the New Beginning Tour. Um, and Zack makes Evil tap to the octopus. Zack Sabre wins three and three quarter stars. I went on that match just to give you a quick earmark of where it's at. A really good match. Now... For me, this next match is the best match I have seen this year in wrestling. Yep, that's right. I thought it was better than Tanahashi and Omega. That's how good I thought this was. It is Naito against Kota Ibushi. This match, they had a match in G1, and it was very good. Um, there was some brutal stuff in it, but it wasn't... I don't know, I was a little bit disappointed after it, but this... No, it lived up to the hype. It was amazing. Just a brilliant match. They're going full pelt from the very start. Ibushi took two or three brutal landings to his head um, in this match, which you don't really want to see, but it sort of just added to the match. Um, but the kicking out of each other's finisher, um, I think Ibushi definitely kicked out of... Uh, he definitely kicked out of... Niles for Destino, it slipped my mind, then kicked out the Destino, how could I forget that with Kevin Kelly shouting Destino, but yeah, um, Ibushi kicked out the Destino, um, and Ibushi gets the win in this match, Naito once again loses a big match, but great match, I'd love to see that these two go at it again, if Ibushi doesn't win I'd happily see Naito Ibushi at MSG. Um, yeah, so as I said, this was the best match that I've seen this year. It was better than other matches that you'd possibly say have been touted as match of the year contenders. Tanahashi Omega was better than that, for me at least. It was better than Jericho against Naito, better than Osprey against Pac from Rev Pro, which has been touted as a match of the year contender, which for me wasn't even close. That was just a very good match, nothing exceptional. Probably I'd it'd be my match, match of the year so far, behind, ahead of, just ahead of, um, the obviously the Omega Tanahashi match and just a quick shout out go and check out David Starr versus Jordan Devlin on the OTT Homecoming show just go and check that show out quick shout out for that match and video package so yeah Naito Ibushi I can't say any more great match go and check this out now we go on to day 4 I didn't get to watch much of day 4 um, I think Suzuki progressed Sonada progressed um, Colt Cabana actually saw that match, Colt Cabana progressed, and I can't think who progressed in the opener, but hey, nobody's perfect. Um, at time of recording, I've just watched the quarterfinals, um, which were the first lot of the quarterfinals, it was Yoshihashi against Chase Owens. Um, as I said earlier, I thought they'd be building for Juice and Owens at MSG, um, so I thought Owens would be winning here, but no, Yoshihashi, he wins. I'm not sure why Yoshihashi wins. They never do anything with Yoshihashi. Um, I can't see him doing anything with him anytime soon. But, hey, they went for that, so maybe they're not going with Chase Owens against Juice at MSG. Maybe they are. At some point, they're going to do Juice versus Owens at 
because, as I said earlier, New Japan do everything for a reason, um, which I just thought it seemed strange to not have Owens win this match if you were doing it at MSG. Um, now next was the main event of the show, Ishii versus Taichi. And once again, as I touched on earlier, Taichi smashes it out of the park. He's proved the haters wrong. He has an incre- not incredible, it was a very, 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 very good match with Ishii. Um, Ishii obviously is incredible. I'd love for him to get to the final of this tournament. He's so over with the Western crowd as it is. But as for the match, there's just so many near falls. The crowd actually was more over. They preferred Taichi to Ishii, but it failed. And Ishii won with a brain buster. Probably put this match about four to four and a quarter stars, just to give you a quick guide of where it is. Um, But definitely go and check this out. So that's it. We are five nights in to the New Japan Cup. Now, if you've only got, like I said, I recommended some matches before, the Ishii Nagata, um, Naito Ibushi match, and possibly even Ishii Taichi, they're the three matches, the best three matches of the tournament, go and check them all out. If you only see one, go and watch Naito versus Ibushi. If you're not a fan of New Japan, just watch this match, and you'll see what all the hype is about. Um... Obviously, it's night six is actually tomorrow, and they spread these quarterfinals out over two matches each night. So I think the final is next weekend. Um, might be the weekend after. I'm pretty sure it's next weekend. Um, tomorrow we've got Will Ospreay against Lance Archer. Oh, I've got a bad feeling Archer might win, but I'm hoping they go with Osprey. And you've got Okada versus Mikey Nichols once of TM61 from NXT, you might remember. So, potentially, we could have Osprey versus Okada in the next round. Um, another match that I want to point out is Ibushi versus Sabre is happening over the weekend, too. They had a fantastic match in the G1. So, I definitely, definitely check that match out. I hope myself, obviously, I, with doing some of these shows on my own, I don't really want to go into big detail about these matches, so I just thought I'd run through the first five days quickly. Um, so if you want to check any of it out, then it's right there for you to check out. Um, listed some of the matches to watch. I'll probably try and do another update maybe after the weekend shows um, on which you need to watch. Obviously, there's another show you need to watch this weekend. It's the Ring of Honor 17th anniversary. Danny of the House of Honor podcast will be back. Um, reviewing that show probably at the start of next week. Me and Danny and Sean of the Impact Zone podcast are hoping to get. I hope you've been enjoying the wrestling, wrestle, wrestling, sorry, WrestleMania Diaries podcast where we've recapped um, the WrestleManias that we've attended. We'll be back for the final one in the series where we will be recapping our experience last year in New Orleans at WrestleMania 34. Um, Martin was unable to do a shoot talk on Tuesday, but he's. Hoping to do one on Saturday, so make sure you listen out to that. If you want to listen to a good rant on Saturday, I'm sure Martin will be the man for you. But yeah, that's. I think I've run through everything I wanted to run through. Obviously, as I've said, I'm solo. I'd love to spend a lot longer on the show, but you don't want to listen to me talking for longer than half an hour, 25 minutes, I am guessing. So yeah, that's everything really that I wanted to get through. Um... So I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you've, you found it insightful. You've got some matches that you need to watch for the New Japan Cup. We've run through all the latest Raw and SmackDown fallout from Fastlane. 
Um, that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you've enjoyed it. Well, follow us on the Wrestling Newspaper Twitter. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. Stay tuned for the WrestleMania Newspaper Diaries. As I've said, we will be doing a daily YouTube video package of our experience in New York for WrestleMania 35. I'm Daniel. Until next time, see you later.